One. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of A Conversation with Transmith. I'm your host, Transmith. Today, I have a very special guest. I haven't talked to her in a long time. I think she's one of the most talented people I've met and so driven. Uh, she's a singer, songwriter, musician whose latest project, 32 into 33, is available on all music platforms. Please welcome my guest, Kristen Trotta. Hey. Hi, Trans. Thank you so, so much for having me today. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks for joining me. I, I, was, I was going over your, um, your bio, and one of the, the key words, which is, I think, describes you, is driven. Um, I've never, you're just, it's just amazing. So I want to know your journey. I know you're Boston native. So what were you like as little Kristen? First of all, thank you so, so much for the kind words and mentioning that I'm driven. Um, I feel like it's something that's innately just been in with me. And uh, since you asked about little Kristen, yes, let's get into it. Oh my gosh. So, uh, <laughs> Basically, from the time I could speak, I was telling my parents I was going to be a movie star. They couldn't get me off their camera. I was always doing something. I always wanted some sort of attention <laughs> or something that I was working on. So they, being the good parents they were, helped me channel it in the right way because they were like, all right, this girl has so much energy. She has so many things that she loves how can we help her on this journey? And uh, realized early on that I was always singing. So uh, they were like, let's get her some singing lessons. Let's get her some dance lessons and see what we can do with all this energy. So <laughs> I definitely was a lot and uh, they were so, so helpful in helping me focus. <laughs> you know, I think, that's, I think that's so important because yeah. Since they were so insightful to know how to channel it and that it was a passion for you at such a young age. And yeah. which and look what it's done. I mean, done yeah. for you. I mean, you how many instruments do you play? So I would say <laughs> instruments that I play well okay. would be piano. I started taking lessons when I was five. I saw a baby grand piano in my mom's student's house, and I was like, I need this in my life. So I started there. They helped me with the voice lessons because I was always singing. So okay. those are two instruments I feel like I do pretty well. And then uh, I technically play flute because I took band in, you know, middle school, high school. Mm -hmm. And I've started picking up guitar. But I definitely wouldn't say book me on those instruments. <laughs> so four, <laughs> <so> I suppose. <laughs> but, yeah, I, but when I first met you, you were you were teaching a lot. Um, yes. Do you still do that? I do. And it's funny that you asked me that because mm -hmm. I just had a voice student um, right before this. Episode. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, an old friend I've known for a really, really long time, probably um, upwards of 10 years. Mm -hmm. And he expressed interest. And I was able to start teaching him last week, actually as a voice student and honestly he's really really great he has a lot of potential so i'm excited to teach him i still do some uh, online lessons of course with the pandemic but yeah right. still doing that still love to do it 
Great. So you're a graduate of New, uh, New York's New School University Jazz and Contemporary Music Program with a BFA in jazz vocal performance. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That is correct. So what did that, what was that like? What was the curriculum like for that? That was, what's interesting about that school is the way they described it mm -hmm. in the title is not what the curriculum consisted of. Oh, so they say jazz and contemporary music. It was strictly jazz. Contemporary was kind of frowned upon. Like you had to just do jazz. And again, I have no qualms with jazz. I liked that I got to learn so much about it. In, in terms of music in general, I think it's, it's so important and fun to just learn about as many types of music as you can. It was challenging for me because I didn't know much about jazz at all. Right. But I definitely met a lot of really, really great people, some of whom are like actually super famous and I didn't even know until my friend would put on their music. But so, so <laughs> proud of, you know, some of the singers and musicians that came out of there. Like they're doing amazing things. So I did love that I was surrounded by a lot of creative now are there in your family i want to go back to your family now are there um in your family are there other all right trans get you get your um thought together are there other musicians in your family <laughs> yes um so my dad actually when he was younger he was an alto saxophone player who actually at one point was in a band when he was like 12, 13 years old. Um, his dad would monitor him and make sure, you know, he was behaving himself. But he started playing from a young age. And actually, my grandfather um, was a performer. I actually never got to meet him. He died when my dad was in college. But he could hear any song and just play and sing it. Um, we actually recently found a photo of him playing guitar, which oh. was really cool. And were able, was able to actually get his old guitar. So definitely on my dad's side of the family, for sure. There's a lot of history. Mm -hmm. And my mom is the only one on her side of the family who can actually carry a tune. Don't uh, ask anyone uh, else in that family to sing. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'll see where it comes from then. So yeah. <laughs> you have, it's in your DNA. <laughs> it is innately to the point where I feel like you just, you can't fight it. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So let me ask you something. I know you sing, you can throw any song at you, you can sing it. I mean, I've seen you on, you know, social media and when you do covers and everything, what is your favorite genre of singing that you like first to sing? All, um, first of all, thank you. That's really kind of you to say, I try. Mm -hmm. um in terms of genre i've always really really resonated with r&b with uh, powerful soulful singers like just right. something in my soul just wants to sing that on a daily basis so like right. etta james um a huge influence for me um and then i guess a little more pop based like mariah carey whitney houston right. singers like that who just like have such a, a passion i feel behind Right. And you have a power, you have a very powerful voice. 
And Thank you. yeah, no, it's, it's it's very powerful. I remember the first time I heard you sing, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now let me ask you something. You know, we've all been on, you know, in this, as I call it, pandemonium. Um, how were you right, able to, <laughs> how were you able to navigate this whole thing as a performer? I will definitely say, kind of speaking for creatives in general, mm -hmm. this was a challenge, I feel, for most of us because yes. we thrive um, not only money-wise, but we mm -hmm. thrive off of live performances, off of a crowd, you know, right. being able to just be out there. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a challenge in that way. But also, I was grateful for the chance to kind of channel it into different outlets. So social media, more, you know, virtual performances, things like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like we really got creative oh, and yeah. figured out ways to still perform yeah. in a completely different light. So I'm kind of grateful for that because I feel like I was able to be like, oh, well, now I can use this platform and do this. And just social media in general, you meet so many people from different countries that it's still not stagnant. You're still getting your music out there. Right. And also for me, just with being able to kind of work from home, that mm -hmm. I was really grateful for because I felt like I had more time freedom to start working on music and not feel tied down by taking the subway and going to the day job and getting home at seven o'clock and just being too tired to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I just realized a commute can really kill a day. It just, oh, yeah. it just zaps everything from you, you know, to mm -hmm. and from. Now I know you're, you, are you still with the band Fast, uh, Fast Five band? I am still with the band Fast Five. Uh -huh. It's, so tell, tell, my, tell, my listener, tell my listeners a little about that, about your band. Of course. So back in 2017, I had a band leader reach out to me who uh, I had been highly recommended to him by someone I do not remember playing with, mm -hmm. which I felt bad I didn't remember. I was racking my brain. I was like, who is this person? <laughs> I'm so appreciative for their recommendation, but I do not remember. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, he's like, we need a fill in. And I was like, sure, sounds fun. And so uh, my first gig with them, I ventured out um, to uh, Sandbar on Fire Island. Mm -hmm. I'd never been there before. Mm -hmm. And uh, immediately, like, I was impressed with how they were. They were very, very talented musicians. Also, um, older guys, most of them are married and have kids. So I kind of felt like I gained four older brothers. Okay. And so, you know, things went on. The other singer was doing other things. So they asked me to be their lead singer. And first of all, I was flattered because I thought they were so, so talented. Um, so I was like, yeah, sure. You guys want me? Okay. And <laughs> just been playing with them ever since. Wow. So how, I mean, do you have say in what songs are, are picked or, you know, and what's the rehearsal process like? Because I'm sure they just throw songs at you for different gigs and things. Right. I will say I kind of love things being thrown at me because I love a good challenge. Mm -hmm. And 
they're always asking me, they're like, we need more songs for you. Like, what songs do you think? So in terms of picking the songs in that process, I'm very much involved, which I appreciate. But, you know, they've been in the sector for about 20 years. So okay. in terms of, you know, knowing what to play and knowing what works for the crowd, I definitely trust their expertise. Um, so it's definitely been good to learn from them and then from me. Rehearsals, that's funny. Mm -hmm. We rehearsed, I think, two times. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Rehearsals are our gigs, um, but they're so professional that... Yeah, because I've heard them. I was like, wow. Well. I was yeah. like, wow, I've seen some of the videos on um, social media. And I was like, wow, you guys are tight. Yeah, they're pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah. So what, what types of venues have you played with them? And what was one of your favorite ones or unusual ones? You were like, oh, my God. First of all, I love those questions because now I'm kind of, you know, you know, when you kind of think back about, you know, a certain experience and you're like, hmm, what was this? What's going on? <laughs> I would say one of my favorite spots that we um, play at and continue to play at is Claudio's, which is in Greenport, right out in the Hamptons. Okay. So that place is actually, it's right on a pier. Uh -huh. So it's right on the water. It's absolutely gorgeous in the summertime. Um, at one point I wasn't there, Beyonce and Jay-Z rode up in their yacht to check out the spot. It's like, a place where people go to and a lot of the time boats just come up oh, <laughs> and okay. people dock and hang out and definitely one of my favorites um mm -hmm. trying to think of the most unusual because that's a really great question did you ever have um, a crowd that was like a little you know too much <laughs> i would say i have definitely been very entertained by crowds because <laughs> I like that they really get into what we're doing. Right. Um, we had one guy. Okay. So not a venue, but just an incident. Um, uh -huh. Not even an incident. Not a big deal. But this guy comes up on stage mm -hmm. with about, I would say, 20 tequila shots on a track. And uh, first of all, apparently he wasn't the bartender. Um, that's what we originally thought. And we're like, oh, hey, what's going on? You want to give us shots? That's cool. I didn't really want any. I was in the middle of like singing ACDC and I was like, maybe not now, bro. Um, <laughs> but he wanted us to have all of those 20 tequila shots. We're a band of five. That's four <laughs> per person. Um, one of the singers, okay, so we have a male singer. He was already feeling pretty good. I don't think uh, he needed an extra one. The right. guitar player does not drink at all. Uh, the drummer needs two hands to play. So I think <laughs> at one point, our bass player volunteered to make sure some of them didn't go to waste. But uh -huh. he ended up leaving with most of those tequila shots, uh, some of which kind of spilled on the stage. Oh, no. um, which fortunately didn't get any of the instruments. But that was definitely an experience where I was like, okay, I, I appreciate the offer. Maybe, maybe it's time to go. <laughs> well, did he buy the um shots for you guys? He bought the shots. That was very oh, nice. Wow. Heel shots. That's a lot. 20? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, how many people do you think are up here? Um, are you to the point in your own te tequila consumption where you're seeing double? Like, I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I know. And the audience can be 
quite entertaining sometimes. <laughs> Very entertaining. Sometimes more entertaining than us. I'm like, why are you guys watching me? Look what this person's doing. This is great. This is quality entertainment. <laughs> uh, well, Kristen, I want to talk about your your latest album, uh, 32 into 33. So... I know the process you went through it because you used to always, when you would work on something, you would let me hear it, and which I, I was very grateful that you did that. Um, tell us about that process. And you did it all yourself. Yes. Um, also, I love the fact that we worked together at the time and I was able to share it with you. It was yes. very cool to have someone else who, you know, knows about that to like right. listen and give feedback. Like that was so, so fun. So, you know, mm -hmm. thank you for humoring me and checking out some of the stuff in raw form. Um, yes, I did do pretty much everything myself. Um, my apartment, I recorded it there. I learned Pro Tools when I was in college. So I was able to take that knowledge and put it to good use. Mm -hmm. And so I recorded uh, everything myself um, and I'm really, really big into bringing back real instruments. Right. So I had my keyboard, um, which I played myself all the different um, keyboard parts, mm -hmm. um, which I also wrote all the music and the instrumental parts as well. So um, I mic'd drums for the first time in my entire life, bought a kit to mic drums <laughs> and uh, recorded my drummer, paid for his zip car, and uh, recorded him in the downstairs level of my duplex. Yes, I remember. Was when you was, I remember when you were putting that together. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that was did, tricky." Yeah. So, how did you? Now, you never had problems with the neighbors or anything when they were playing drums in, in, in the in the um, in the duplex. It's funny that you mentioned that. The reason he ended up downstairs, uh -huh. this was 3 p.m. on a Friday. We never did anything super late um, okay. because, you know, I do have neighbors. So I was trying to be respectful. This guy comes downstairs who I think lives the apartment above me, basically tries to force himself into the apartment, is um, all in my face trying to intimidate me. He's like, you're too loud. My wife is pregnant and uh, I'm going to call the cops. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like you can't come in my apartment and right. so uh, I know the super and one of the maintenance guys really well and I was telling them about it and they're just laughing they're like oh, he's not going to call the cops they're not going to do anything don't worry about it but right. um, because of that I did move the, dr the drums from the living room to the downstairs oh okay <laughs> to try to be respectful but I was like um okay and try to force them yes, to your apartment mm -hmm. that is crazy did you um how long did the whole process because it's 10 songs on the um album how long right. was the from beginning to end from writing the songs to getting it mastered and on the platform how long was the process so I would say about a year total with writing the songs with getting the musicians together and the scheduling um, about a year and also uh, I'm so so grateful for you know your support included because I did an Indiegogo campaign right and raised the funds for the album with right I'm just so so appreciative um, of everyone who put in and helped me get towards that goal um, because, you know, I was able to 
pay the musicians what they deserve to be paid. I was able to give back to people who donated, mastering costs, all that was mm-hmm. all inclusive with those, you know, those donations. So, right. So you recommended, yeah. you recommended Indiegogo as a, you know, to sponsor your project. Absolutely, especially because um, not only is it a great platform and it's very user friendly, mm-hmm. you get to keep all of the proceeds even if you don't hit your goal. Oh, okay. Other platforms oh. won't give it to you if you don't hit your goal, which is very unfortunate. I'm not yeah. sure why it would work that way, right. um, but this one does make sure that you get those funds. Right. Oh, that's great. I mean, you know, I'm working on a project. I'm finally working on a one-man show that I've been developing. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go that route because there's certain things that I need to do and like all the music is done. I just Mm -hmm. have to, it's just I want it the way I want it and I'm sure you're the same way. You're the same way. You want to do it the way you want to do it and not half-assed. So, but thanks. Thanks for for bringing that back up because I totally forgot about it. But, so, um, first yeah. of all, I know you're interviewing me, but now we have to talk about what you're working on, <laughs> when it's coming out, how I can support you and spread the word, and how I can donate. Like, I'm sorry, we have to cut my interview. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, I actually, like, during the, um, I've said this in other episodes, uh, I have, um, I sat down and just uh, learned uh, Logic Pro during the, during the um during the pandemic and I started doing music from home and I started doing I you know I have a little setup here and um I'm working with um a few people a guy from Texas who I've worked with before and we're all doing it you know virtually and everything and um yeah it's I'm gonna put out I can tell you this I'm putting a song out in the beginning of the year February to test things out and, it, and there'll be an EP coming right after that. Amazing. Yeah. So Finally. Because <laughs> people keep asking me, they were like, when are you putting an album, putting something out? I said, when Charday does, <laughs> I'll put something out. <laughs> but, she, but she's about to put something out, so I got to hurry up. <laughs> well, oh, shoot. Now I got to book it. <laughs> But yeah, so no, it's all good. I mean, I um, I was, I think I was the most creative during the quote unquote pandemonium, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was just because I actually had to stop and just yeah. you know focus, and it was good. I mean, you know, there was. I'm sure you had. I mean, I had my lows sometimes, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, I'm going crazy. But, you know, overall, I was able to navigate it. And, you know, I, I see, I, I feel 2022 is going to be pretty good. It's oh, going to yeah. be pretty good. All right, back to you. <laughs> 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 so what is what is in store for Kristen next? Or what, it, what are you, are you working on something new? So a couple things are recently starting to develop and I'm just very excited to basically see how they play out because I'm getting to the point where like, I just want to like take all the risks and invest in me and see what can come of like the ideas in my brain that are half formed that I want to get out there. Mm-hmm. 
So one of them is I'm looking into doing another potential cruise ship stint. Oh, you've done that before? I did, yeah, back in 2013. Oh, okay. I think you may have mentioned it to me when we were working together. Oh, wow, that's cool. I think that'd be perfect. It was, it was honestly so fun. It was definitely a challenge because I'd never been, you know, four months away from like family and friends. Right. However, it really gives you um, a chance to really fine tune your instrument, um, sing for long periods of a time, mm-hmm. pretty much learn so many new songs, travel all over the place, um, right. meet new people and new connections. So it's a really, really great way to work on your instrument, um, to travel, and to get your music out there. So I'm definitely looking back into that. I have some former connections from Princess Cruises, the cruise ship that I was on, including the band that I was in, the uh, uh, band manager at the time, or sorry, the music manager who basically said, if you ever want to go back on a cruise ship, you reach out to me. I'd recommend you to anyone, which I thought was really, really sweet. He's a really nice guy. And yeah. also still friends with one of the captains who was like the best captain ever. We like took photos with him. He always came to all of our shows mm-hmm. with like wanted to buy us drinks. Like he was very, very cool. So, oh, cool. So, there. Let, me, let me ask you a question. I'm sorry to cut you off. Let me ask you a question before right, we go right. on. How was, how, what was, cruise ship life like so did you have to do other things besides perform so the only other thing that was required of us but not as extreme as other crew members is Mm -hmm. you know we'd have a skeleton crew so sometimes um you'd stay on the cruise ship to make sure that you know there's people there that can take care of anything that might come up um however in terms of like crew duties we mostly would like run drills for life jackets and things like that um, because we couldn't really do things that required our hands. Okay. Because there was an incident about five years ago before I was on the cruise ship where one of the guitar players lost one of his fingers because of a duty he had to perform. So it's pretty strict with the musicians that they're hands off, but they do still help in the drills. Okay. So that was another thing. So we'd run um, drills like maybe once every two weeks. Uh-huh. Just to make sure um, everyone on the cruise ship knew what was going on and safety and things like that. But it was pretty much just that and performing seven days a week. Okay. How many how many shows would you do? Like a so day? So um, one a day. Oh, one a day. Okay. Yeah. A couple sets. Wow. That's great. So how long are the, con- the contracts? You said like four months, right? Well, yeah. About four months. Uh, six months for non-musician so regular Uh, crew okay wow that's great i mean i think it'd be great you know and i think there'll probably be a big boom with this soon when you know once everything gets back to quote-unquote normal oh yeah uh, you know people are looking to do that traveling thing then travel yeah oh that's great i wish you the best on that i want to ask you i'm i'm doing something right off the top of my head so, since you're a singer, so what? Give me a song that you're listening to right now on your playlist. Hmm. Right now on my playlist, I'm about to go to my playlist because I don't know, you guys, as you get older, you're. 
<laughs> oh, please. So, You're so young. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've never had the best memory anyway. I'm just putting that out there. So. I will say that one of the songs that's been in my head for weeks now mm-hmm. is Sitting Up in My Room by Brandy. Oh, really? Uh, I'm an old school R&B girl. I used to sing that song in my parents' basement. I recently put sang part of that song, so it's been in my head for a minute. <laughs> okay. And give me a song from your latest project as one of your favorites, whether it was your favorite to record or favorite to sing. I would have to say, and funny enough, I just posted a short reel of me singing that song on Instagram is um, my song Don't Give Up which is the last track on that album. The last track. You know what? I That was the last. <laughs> I listened to that just before we did the um, interview. Uh, cool. I like that song. <laughs> and you know, I love Thank Insatiable you. too. <laughs> Insatiable is fun. Um, shout out to my friend Ben, who traveled all the way from Florida to co-star in my music video. Yes. Yeah, I'll post all that up so people can look at your videos and your music. But Kristen, thank you so much for being my guest today. And do you have anything finally you want to say before we close this out? Oh, my goodness. I would just say, Trance, thank you so, so much for having me. I miss you so much. It was long overdue that we just chatted and um, caught up anyway so thank you for making this happen um, I appreciate you so much your kind words um, you are also a force that is just driven and I'm always so inspired by you and I can't wait to see what this next year has in store for us so thank you yes so it's gonna be great and yes the holidays are coming up so we gotta get together and have a cocktail a thousand and, percent you're okay. in my calendar we thank you Kristen thank you ladies and gentlemen Kristen Trotta and once again until the next conversation my name is Trans Smith A Conversation With A Conversation With A Conversation With Trans